Hello, welcome to The Daily Show Podcast, your podcast source for movie and TV-related news. It's November 2nd, 2018. I'm Shannon. And I'm Michael. How was the week in box office? Halloween held on to the top spot for its second weekend with $31 million. In second place in its fourth weekend, A Star is Born with $14 million. That's a total gross of $148 million domestically. That's really good. It is. That's amazing that it's still in second place in its fourth week. Venom is in third place with $10 million. That's its fourth week as well. Goosebumps yeah. 2 is in fourth place with $7 million. That's a total gross of $38 million in its third weekend. That's probably got to be a little disappointing. And in fifth place, Hunter Killer in its opening weekend with $6.6 million. That's probably a little disappointing, right? Probably. I can't remember which one that is. This actually, this October, broke records. It was the highest grossing October of all time with over $785 million. That's pretty impressive. What's opening in theaters? Bohemian Rhapsody, a chronicle of the years leading up to Queen's legendary appearance at the Live Aid 1985 concert. Directed by Brian Singer, written by Anthony McCartan, and stars Rami Malek as Mercury, with Lucy Boynton, Gwillem Lee, Ben Hardy, Joseph Mazzello, Aidan Gillen, Tom Hollander, Alan Leach, and Mike Myers. It's a rare film appearance by Mike Myers. Is Joseph Mazzello the Is kid? from like Jurassic huge, Park. I don't know. Is he like a huge Queen fan? Because I remember that song was very prominent in um, Oh yeah. Uh, Wayne's World. Maybe that's why he's in this. <laughs> maybe they gave him a nod. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, there was a big resurgence. That was after he had uh, Freddie Mercury had already died, though, right? It was quite a resurgence, I think. Think so? Oh, this movie's only at 59%. How disappointing. I thought it would be higher than that. Yeah, I would have thought so, too. I mean, but it's not, that's not it's horrible. It's not terrible, but it just needs a few great. more. Oh, that's a lot of reviews, though. Yeah. 164. I don't know. We'll probably still see it at some point. Eventually. Also out the Nutcracker in the Four Realms, a young girl is transported into a magical world of gingerbread soldiers and an army of mice. Directed by Lass Hallstrom and Joe Johnston, and written by Ashley Powell and Tom McCarthy, stars Kira Knightley, Mackenzie Foy, Matthew McFadden, Richard E. Grant, Misty Copeland, Helen Mirren, and Morgan Freeman. This one is even lower. It's only at 34%, which is not good. That's disappointing. I actually like that director quite a bit. He did My Life as a Dog. It's a pretty old movie, but I saw it as a kid and I liked it. And uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Kind of sad movies that are good, though. Yeah. It's weird that there's two directors. Joe Johnston is heavily involved with the original Star Wars trilogy, as Mm. well as... A number of other directing films. Yeah, that is very unusual to have two. 
And finally, in wide release, Nobody's Fool. A woman is released from prison and reunites with her sister. She soon discovers that her sister is in an online relationship with a man who may not be what he seems. Written and directed by Tyler Perry. Stars Tiffany Haddish, Tika Sumter, Omari Hardwick, McCad Brooks, Amber Riley, and Whoopi Goldberg. This one has no tomato meter. They just keep getting worse. It's That's like, true. Yeah. Yeah, I watched the trailer for this I don't know. Pretty good. Uh, also out in limited release. Not that funny to me, at least. Also out in limited release, Boy Erased. The son of a Baptist preacher is forced to participate in a church-supported gay conversion program after being forcibly outed to his parents. This one's at 84%, so finally some better reviews, but I don't know that I want to see it. It looks hard to watch. Yeah. Uh, looks very sad. But I don't don't know. It could be uplifting at the end. I don't know. Bodied. A progressive graduate student finds success and sparks outrage when his interest in battle rap as a thesis subject becomes a competitive obsession. This one I actually really kind of want to see. It's at 91%. So it's like, I believe, the highest rated thing coming out this weekend. And I don't know, it just looks weird. This guy looks like um, a really geeky looking white guy doing really good raps. <laughs> um, he kind of reminds me, I don't know who he is. I've never, I don't think I've seen him in a movie before, but he reminded me of Damal Gleason. Kind of looks like him a little bit, but he's doing. But it's so not. So if you could picture him doing rap no. songs off yeah. the top of his head. Um, oh, sounds interesting. Yeah. It looks interesting. And A Private War, one of the most celebrated war correspondents of our time, Marie Colvin, is an utterly fearless and rebellious spirit, driven to the front line of conflicts across the globe to give voice to the voiceless. This one's at 90%, so everything in limited release uh, looks pretty good. What's new this week? Deadline reports a clueless feature remake is in the works at Paramount with Girls Trip writer Tracy Oliver producing and Glow writer Marquita Robinson penning the script. The movie is quite early in development, so details are minimal in regards to whether it's a fresh new take for the millennium and if older characters will be reprising their roles. I don't think we need this. No. That movie still holds up. It's not super old. It's kind of perfect for representing the 90s. I, I don't I don't understand why they need to remake really good movies. They don't, but we'll see. More information comes out. Variety reports Aaron Sorkin is on board to direct The Trial of the Chicago 7, with Sasha Baron Cohen in early talks to play the role of Abby Hoffman. Sorkin penned the original script. Based on the documentary by Brett Morgan called Chicago 10, the film is based on the infamous 1960s trial of seven defendants charged by the federal government with conspiracy and more arising from the counterculture protests in Chicago at the 1968 Democratic National Convention. The trial transfixed the nation and sparked a conversation about mayhem intended to undermine the U.S. government. So apparently there were a few directors attached to this. This has been in development for a long time. So um, Spielberg was once attached and then just got 
had scheduling conflicts and stuff. And then they wanted Paul Greengrass to do it, but they could never agree to certain things, budget concerns or whatever. And now Spielberg brought it to Sorkin. Sorkin had written it and, you know, he did well with um, his directorial debut. Molly's Game. game. Mm -hmm. So he brought it back to him and said, you want to direct it? So it's going to happen. All right. Probably going to be one to see. Yeah. Gladiator is getting a sequel according to Deadline. Gladiator 2 will follow the continuing story of Lucius, the son of Lucilla and the nephew of Commodus. Russell Crowe's Maximus saved the boy and his mother while avenging his own family and left a strong impression on the young Lucius. Ridley Scott, who directed the original movie, is expected to direct the sequel as well, but has a number of other potential films in the works. That sounds interesting. Yeah, it's been quite a while. It's been a long time, but they're doing this more and more, and I'm not, I actually think I like these more than, like, just reboots. Well, sometimes. It depends. Yeah, me too. But I like to see continuations of, of stories that I was, you know, invested in. Myself as well. According to Deadline, Seth Rogen and Michael Keaton have joined the cast of dark comedy King of the Jungle. Based on the Wired Magazine article, John McAfee's Last Stand, the film will tell the wild true story of rogue tech magnate McAfee, creator of the McAfee antivirus software, who cashed in his fortune left civilization, and moved to the jungle in Belize. There, he set up a Colonel Kurtz-like compound of gun, sex, and madness. In the film, Wired Magazine investigator Ari Furman accepts what he thinks is a run-of-the-mill assignment to interview McAfee, but once he arrives in Belize, finds himself pulled into McAfee's escalating paranoia, unhinged reality, and murder. Keaton will play McAfee, and Rogan will play Furman. Johnny Depp was originally cast in this part, but John McAfee himself says that he got him taken off. He said on Twitter, My lobbying against Johnny Depp, who was picked to play me in King of the Jungle, worked. I refused to work with Depp, replaced by Michael Keaton. My hope was for Morgan Freeman. Seriously, he refused. Seth Rogen also has a part. (laughs) Poor Seth Rogen. (laughs) Seth Rogen also has a part. I just thought that was funny, and this movie sounds funny. He sounds like quite a character, a very weird guy. I didn't didn't know anything about him, besides the fact I... Obviously, I know the antivirus. Oh, really? You didn't know that he's gotten kind of crazy since then? I don't then? think so. Oh. Yeah, no, he was accused of murder or something. I remember that being in the news a few years ago. So, I don't know. This sounds like it could be really funny. I want to see it. Me too. Variety reports Lena Dunham will write the harrowing survival tale of a Syrian refugee stranded at sea for the big screen. Dunham has been tapped by co-producers Steven Spielberg and J.J. Abrams to adapt A Hope More Powerful Than the Sea, one refugee's incredible story of love, loss, and survival. The nonfiction release comes from author Melissa Fleming, the chief spokeswoman for the United Nations High Commissioner and Flatiron Books. It documents the true story of Doa al-Zamel, a mother of two fleeing Egypt for Sweden by boat. Shipwrecked along the way, Al-Zamal, Al-Zamel survived for days in open water, holding two small children in each arm with only the support of an inflatable water ring. This doesn't sound like something that Lena Dunham has written anything like this before, right? I mean, she she's mostly known for girls and tidy furniture. Right, which, which were kind of similar stories. Yeah. Or characters. People with no real problems. <laughs> this is like, this seems... I have faith in her, though. I think she'll do a good job. I think she has potential for this. 
but she hasn't done it before, so it'll be something no. new. Yep. According to Deadline, YouTube has given a pilot order to The Edge of Seventeen, a half-hour comedy pilot based on the 2016 critically praised film of the same name. Annabelle Oakes, one of the writers and producers of Atypical, is writing and directing the pilot, which will be executive produced by the film's writer-director, Kelly Freeman Craig. Filming is slated to begin in January 2019. The adaptation is described as a witty coming-of-age series which, in the spirit of the film, will subvert standard teen show tropes while following a high school student and her best friend as they navigate the relationships, feelings, and realities of being a teenage girl. I didn't see this film, but there's YouTube getting more good-sounding titles. Deadline reports Freeform has put into development Joyland, a series based on the Stephen King novel. Joyland tells the story of Devin, a college student who takes a summer job at an amusement park in a North Carolina tourist town, confronts the legacy of a vicious murder, the fate of a dying child, and the way both will change his life forever. More Stephen King stuff. Yep. Deadline brings word that Michael Lewis' latest book, The Fifth Risk, has been acquired by Barack and Michelle Obama under their Netflix production deal for a possible series aimed to help people better understand the inner workings of the government. The Fifth Risk, which hit shelves on October 2nd from W.W. Norton, follows the chaos and mismanagement that ensued in the departments of energy, agriculture, and commerce in the handoff from President Barack Obama to President Donald Trump. Nope, this is the beginning. We heard about their deal a while back that they had, you know, signed something with Netflix to bring content and this might be the first thing. You know, it's early. They, they optioned it. In other items, Alan Tudyk is set to voice the Joker in DC Universe's Harley Quinn animated series. Mark Hamill should always be the Joker. That's what I was thinking. I love Alan Tudyk, but why couldn't they get Mark Hamill? I think he, I think he might be done with it. He probably doesn't want to be the Joker anymore. Okay. Streaming service Filmstruck announced it will be shutting down on November 29th. I don't know what that is. I mean, it's a streaming service that had a lot of older titles in it. Um, I don't know. Sounds interesting. Maybe we should subscribe. (laughs) Too late. There's too many services. There's not, nobody has the budget for all of these. Adam Scott has been cast in Jordan Peele's The Twilight Zone reboot. Yeah, he's going to be in the episode that William Shatner was in. Oh, also John Lithgow? They're they're redoing that one again? Again. All right. <laughs> American Vandal has been canceled by Netflix. Netflix has renewed BoJack Horseman for season six. See, Netflix isn't canceling everything. Hulu's Four Weddings and a Funeral has added Jessica Williams and Nikesh Patel to its cast. That's Mindy Kaling, right? She's yes. involved in that? Mm-hmm. The new adaptation of Jane Austen's Emma will star split actress Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah, I also think it's weird that they're remaking or they're doing another adaptation of Emma and remaking Clueless because Clueless is is an adaptation of Emma. So it's like enough already. Get a new story. Chris Rock is in negotiations to direct Kevin Hart in the comedy Co-Parenting. According to Variety, Naomi Watts and Josh Whitehouse have been cast in the Game of Thrones prequel pilot. Taking place thousands of years before the events of Game of Thrones, the new show chronicles the world's descent from the golden age of heroes into its darkest hour. Yeah, we're going to have to watch that. According to the playlist, Vision... The android played by Paul Bettany is likely to join Elizabeth Olsen's Scarlet Witch in a series for the Disney streaming service. 
Christopher McQuarrie has been tapped to rewrite the Top Gun 2 script. Him and uh, Tom Cruise work together a lot. <laughs> 13 Reasons Why actress Katherine Langford joined the cast of Avengers 4 in a secret role. According to the rap, 80s Shankar is in talks to produce a series based on the long-running The Legend of Zelda video game franchise. Do you think this has any chance of being good? I don't know. I'm sure people are going to be excited about that. I know that has a lot of fans. So many bad video game movies, though. We'll see. It's a series, though, right? Oh, yeah. It is a series. That's true. Rebecca Hall, who starred in Vicky, Cristina, Barcelona, and more recently, Professor Marston and the Wonder Women, has joined the cast of Godzilla vs. Kong in a lead role. Ava DuVernay has been set to direct a documentary about Prince for Netflix. Kate Blanchett has been cast in the limited series Mrs. America for FX. I think that's kind of a big get for FX. She's a big star. Last Christmas, Paul Feig's romantic comedy has been set to be released on November 15th, 2019. So this Christmas will be the last Christmas in the movie? No. No? Oh. Martin Lawrence confirmed that he is on board for the third film in the Bad Boys franchise, Bad Boys for Life, via a post on Instagram. Still saying that should be the fourth title, fourth movie title. I know. Right. Ever since you said that, that's all I can see when I like see it. I'm like, well, yeah, Bad Boys for Life. Yeah, he posted a pic of him and Will Smith and said it's official. What's the new streaming this week? Netflix has House of Cards season six coming out. With Frank out of the picture, Claire Underwood steps fully into her own as the first woman president, but faces formidable threats to her legacy. Are we going to watch that? Yeah. It's definitely the last season, so I don't know why we wouldn't. It is, but it's all been tainted by Kevin Spacey, even though he's not in it anymore. The buzz is that it's good, though. Trolls, the beat goes on. Season four. With her sunny attitude, Poppy leads her friends in rescuing Mr. Dinkles, supporting Guy Diamond's new invention, and teaching Smidge to be helpful. Are we going to watch that? I'm sure we will. Patriot Act with Hassan Minaj premiered. That's going to be streaming every Sunday. In this weekly show, Hassan Minaj brings his unique comedic voice and storytelling skill to explore the larger trends shaping our fragmented world. I actually watched the first one and it was pretty good. It reminds me of Last Week Tonight with John Oliver a lot. It's kind of like he just focuses on like one topic that's in the news or political. So, But it's, you know, he's a little bit different. So it's a little bit different. It was pretty good. Angela's Christmas. A trip to church with her family on Christmas Eve gives young Angela an extraordinary idea. A heartwarming tale based on a story by Frank McCourt. Remastered. Tricky Dick and the Man in Black. This documentary chronicles Johnny Cash's 1970 visit to the White House, where Cash's shifting ideals clashed with Richard Nixon's policies. The Other Side of the Wind, a completion and restoration of Orson Welles' unfinished film. This satire follows the final days of a legendary director striving for a comeback. They'll love me when I'm dead. This engaging documentary explores Orson Welles' unfinished film, The Other Side of the Wind, which he worked on for a decade before his death. I know, it's kind of confusing. I guess they finished the film for him, and there's a documentary about it. I kind of want to watch these. Goldie and Bear Season 2, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Cape Fear, Children of Men, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Cloverfield, Doctor Strange, From Dusk Till Dawn, Goodwill Hunting, Julie and Julia, National Lampoon's Animal House, Sex in the City, the movie, 
16 Candles, The English Patient. Amazon will be premiering season one of Homecoming. The Prime Original series is a psychological thriller starring Julia Roberts and directed by Sam Esmail. The series follows Heidi Bergman, a caseworker at the Homecoming Transitional Support Center. Four years after leaving her job, Heidi is approached by a Department of Defense auditor who questions why she left her job at the homecoming facility. Heidi begins to realize that there's a whole other story behind the story she's been telling herself. We're definitely going to watch this. Correct. This is based on the podcast that we both listen to. Yeah, I'm excited about this. Have you been listening to the startup about the making of this? I think they put the they, episodes they put it in, in something else. Homecoming feed yeah, as well. Yeah, so I because I did listen to those. I don't know if I listened to all of them, but uh, yes, it was interesting. It was yeah. very interesting about how a simple airport scene just like had to be completely rewritten because you can't do airport scenes very easily. Yeah. Yeah, it was good stuff. Yep. Amazon also got. 21, Assault on Precinct 13, Child's Play, Cruel Intentions, Die Another Day, Jacob's Ladder, Leaving Las Vegas, Made, Michael Clayton, Mulholland Falls, My Girl, Terms of Endearment, The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, The Birdcage, The World is Not Enough, and Wonder. On Hulu, 28 Days Later, The Big Lebowski, The Faculty, Four Rooms, Hoosiers, Italian for Beginners, K2, The Mod Squad, Ocean's 11, 12, and 13, Pleasantville, Radio Days, Rescue Dawn, Robbery, Searching for Bobby Fisher, Soap Dish, You Only Live Twice, and Wonder. HBO got The Post, Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, Anywhere But Here, Cheaper by the Dozen, Dangerous Minds, Firewall, First Daughter, Four Christmases, Hard Candy, Head Over Heels, In the Name of the Father, Laura Croft Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life, The Mask, once upon a time in mexico volcano and without a trace on stars babe pig in the city Biloxi blues bob roberts ed tv the fantastic four from 2005 fear and loathing in las vegas great expectations walk hard the dewey cox story out on disc the spy who dumped me slender man teen titans go to the movies and mandy on digital mile 22 the meg and alpha last week we ran a poll what's the best jonah hill movie the wolf of wall street won with 40 percent and the other three super bad 21 jump street and moneyball all tied with 20 percent the wolf of wall street is my least favorite of those yeah i'm surprised super bad didn't get more votes people like that hedonistic junk what's this week's poll What's your favorite musician biopic? The Doors, Amadeus, Walk the Line, or Ray? I don't know what I would pick. I guess I'd go with Walk the Line. Yeah, it was a good movie. I don't know. The Doors was kind of, um, made a big impression. On you? Yeah. So let us know what you think. Daily Show Pod on Twitter. And that's our show. If you have any feedback, you can email us at feedback at dailyshow.com. Our Facebook page is Daily Show. Our Twitter account is Daily Show Pod. Our website is dailyshow.com. Hope you enjoyed the show. Talk to you next time. Daily Show on, Daily Show off. Thank mm-hmm. you.